It's time for State of Play with David Adam, brought to you by Tri-City Sports in the Main Center at 6th and Main and by Excel Performance and Health and Wellness at 8th and State. And here's David Adam. It is me, David Adam. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm also the editor here at Muddy River News. I've also been a youth sports coach for parts of four decades, but I, I, I bow down to today's guest when it comes to longevity in, in their sport. We're talking about swimming for youths uh, in today's podcast, and joining me is Jake DeCoster. Uh, he's a prosecuting attorney over in Lewis County, Missouri. But when he's not doing that, he spends a lot of his free time coaching the, and I'm going to make sure I'm Kanoka, right? That's correct. Kanoka yes. swim team. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Kanoka is a combination of Canton and Cahoka, correct? That is correct. All right. So tell the listeners a little bit about your background in swimming and what you do with the Kanoka swim team. Okay. Uh, back in uh, when I graduated from high school, we had just started a swim team in Canton. Uh, it was a sun and surf pool. Sun and surf still there. That's where our half of the team still swims and where we have a lot of our meets. Uh, I really can't tell you for sure what got me interested in swimming because I didn't swim growing up except in the river and ponds like everybody else around here. Uh, a couple of people had started a swim team up at Culver Stockton College. Hank, they just built a pool there, I think, at the time. Right. And then, uh, yeah, Hank Elsebeck, Joe McReynolds, and uh, Bob Gooch. And, and they started a team, and then a year later, they swam in the old pool at Culver that, that they don't use anymore. Uh, and then they built a pool in Canton, a, a community pool. And uh, I joined on and helped Bob for a year, and then he went overseas uh, in the military, and I've been coaching coaching ever since. So now you started. I thought I was reading this in some and doing my research for this. You started coaching when you were fifteen. I think sixteen, actually, and I'm seventy three now. So uh, I can guarantee you, when I started at sixteen, I. If somebody said, well, half a century later, you're still going to be doing this, I would have That's said, you're out remarkable. of your mind. So 57 years coaching, swimming in Canton, Missouri, basically, right? I, I would say yes. Yeah, some, Somewhere in that range, anyway. It's over. <laughs> I quit counting. When I got to 50, I'm like, okay, it's over 50. After 50, nobody cares. Who cares? Anymore, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. You've been doing this for a long time. So if I'm a, a parent of a child uh, – they're, they're trying to determine, do I want to get into baseball, t-ball, basketball, whatever. At what age should I consider, A, learning how to swim, B, getting into, into competitive swimming? I I would say the earlier the better. Uh, the later a child tries to start swimming, particularly competitive swimming, the more difficult it is because you're instantly going up against people that have been doing it for a while. So, so, so is, is is there an age that it's too early to start swimming? Well, there probably is, uh, but four-year-olds are the youngest that I've actually coached. Uh, I don't know how competitive any of those were but several people that started that early age became very competitive later on and i'll tell you about one young man that's now division one head coach and coached in the last olympics uh that never swam anywhere but canton and uh for us as far as competitive swimming and made a career out of it later and so, so when did he start? and he started at four 
No kidding. And typically, when you have one that starts that young, they're not the first swimmer in their family. They've got, and, and in his case, he had two older brothers, and they follow mom and dad right. to practice. With, then they end up jumping in the pool or say, hey, that that's my incentive. My older brothers or my right. older sisters are swimming. That's what I'm going to do. So. so when do you, so you talk about starting swimming at four, but that's still, you're just, learning the 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 basic basics right i mean very very much so okay. i so mean what if about we competitive swimming when, when's a good time to get involved in that how much swimming uh knowledge do you need to have before i come to you and say i want to join your kanoka swim team well we we actually started the uh river country swim league that involves teams here in quincy mm-hmm. uh, myself kevin deforest who was a coach and swam at mizzou and was the coach at uh sheridan at the time and then moved on to the university of illinois uh, from there, he and I and Ann, and I can't remember Ann's last name, I, she was at Quincy Country Club. We got together and said, hey, there's really no – we don't have a league and we don't have a championship. So we swim, you know, you have five or six meets a summer, and that's it. And so we actually started the league, I think, about 1980. I mean, that would be real close. Sure. And so uh, at the time, uh, and and universally uh, for the national swimming stuff, there is only an eight and under age division. But our league has a six and under okay. division. So we have kids, uh, t- and typically the strokes are not perfect, that sort of thing. But they can all do freestyle. Uh, some of them make a link. Some of them grab the lane rope or whatever, which actually is not a disqualification if you don't arm arm down the lane ropes or whatever so uh, part of the reason we've been successful as a program is we don't discourage anybody we don't say you're not good enough Uh, I've done this for a long time and I can't tell you that a six-year-old or an eight-year-old is never going to be a good swimmer because sometimes it's 11 or 12 before light comes on they have success in one stroke and then all of a sudden it they turn out to be terrific swimmers. So people that quit because they get discouraged, they're, they're kind of making a mistake. Right? When you talk about uh, the number of kids that you have, you're not exactly drawing from huge metropolises over there in, in, in northeast Missouri. I mean, Kanoka is Canton and Cahoka. Neither one of them are booming with, with all kinds of kids. Yet you still have enough kids to continue to have a, a swim team for as many years as you. How many kids do you have participating in your program right now? We have over a hundred this year, and just amazing for that part, for that neck of the woods. Well, we're the largest team in the area. We have been for some t- time, and that includes Quincy, Keokuk, Hannibal, whatever. And and part of it's because we have success, but part of it's because we don't discourage kids and say well you you need to be a lot better to be on this swim team uh, <laughs> you have to be more competitive uh, you know we we tolerate things probably that other people don't uh, and you know it but I again I can't tell you I'm not that good a judge of talent to say well this person is going to be a really good swimmer and and some of it's just perseverance uh, kids stick with it long enough as you get older you get fewer and fewer swimmers particularly boys they gravitate to other sports they gravitate to other things uh, uh, you know some people say boys are worth their weight gold for, for a co-ed swim team and we tend to keep those people on our teams longer than other people and and we are a small community uh, but we're you know both Canton and Cahoka have excellent ac- or athletics uh, we've Absolutely. made a lot of trips to state in various sports and a, a good number of those people that were star uh, basketball football uh, whatever player baseball 
uh, were swimmers for us at at one time. They you know they they swam for us. Uh, Tori Neiman is a D one basketball player, but she was a great swimmer. I still think it was her best sport. Uh, she probably don't does. Tell her, but, don't tell her mother that. No, I'm I will not sure tell her mother that. D one basketball, but but she did, and uh, you know, great softball player as well. Daniel Caldwell. I mean, I could mm-hmm. Michael Brennan up at Cahoka was an all state football player that went to Mizzou and as a preferred walk on. I still think his best sport was swimming. So, well, and, and you, know, well, you bring up an interesting point, however, because so many of these kids went on to excel at other sports. And if you think about the last, gosh, I'm just going to go back the last 10 years in, in, in Canton. You've had uh, state championship softball teams in Canton. Clark County won a football state championship a few years ago. The Clark County girls basketball team went to the state tournament a few years ago. I'm not going to sit there and say, well, it's all because they were swimmers, but I'm going to guess with the number of kids that you coached who went on to play for those teams, what are the types of skills or, or habits that they're learning by being on the swim team as a young child that helped them as they grow into becoming a, a high school athlete and as an adult? Well, even and, and you didn't even mention soccer. I also coach high school soccer and have and got that started at Canton. Mm-hmm. We finished second in the state a few years oh, ago right. in soccer. I had a number of people that I coached both swim team and soccer. I still coach soccer with Sarah Mueller over there, and we have a huge age group soccer program in Lewis County as well. I, I just think it's perseverance and hard work. There, there, you have to be a special person to be a really good swimmer. You have to endure a lot of pain and suffering to uh, that doesn't shave. sound like it's much fun. No, but but uh, the fact that we have as many swimmers as we do, I, somehow we managed to make it worthwhile. Right. I, I've coached a lot of sports, including the two I've just mentioned, I have four children of my own. The only sport I made them do was swimming. None of them particularly like swimmers, but they're all excellent swimmers now. And I told them, first of all, it's a great conditioner. Second, it may save your life. A few other sports, but if you fall off a boat or not that they couldn't drown or whatever they could, but most of the kids that graduate from our uh, swim program, they're going to be the best lifeguard. If they take a swimming class in college, it's going to be nothing for them. We have a Navy SEAL that graduated from our swimming program and he told me when he was back after he became a seal he said everybody else in in my whole outfit dreaded uh the swimming part i looked forward to it i was good at it i never lacked for confidence after what you and my dad his mm-hmm. dad gene Lindsay, trey Lindsay's our navy seal and he said you and dad the the paces you put us through they think the SEAL program is tough. Listen, it, it was not tough <laughs> for me. Well, that's pretty high praise. Uh, it also says something about his motivation. Sure. And he was a person that was be- going to become a Navy SEAL. So he ate into the, hey, challenge yourself, do more than you think you can do. Uh, you know, there's nothing you can't do. We're not asking you to fly. Anything else we asked you to do, you can. And, and he absolutely did. So I think the thing is separate swimming and makes, uh, you know, the other – 
crossover to other athletics is just, hey, it, this is not fun, but I can do it. And if I work hard at it, I'll be good at it, and I get better all the time. So, uh, you know, if, if they've done the kind of workouts that we do a lot of times, uh, running a few sprints at basketball practice or a couple laps on the track, and I know I'm downplaying some sure, of those. People sure. work very hard at those sports also, but I think it just gives them confidence. And then there are – you could go back to Aaron Hill and – Aaron Hill swam. Aaron Hill swam for me. Aaron Hill's mother swam for me. Oh my gosh! So and Aaron Hill's kids are now old enough Just to old be enough in to these probably sports. Start swimming for so you. I, I am coaching kids now that I coached their grandparents. So and a number of them. So uh, one little girl said to me, she said, "How old are you? Because you coached my mom." I said, "Oh, it's worse." Worse than that, I coach your grandmother. She's like, how old are you? And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you now. <laughs> anyway. So let's take a break to let our listeners know about our sponsors. Uh, no matter the age or fitness level, Excel Performance Health and Wellness has a program for you. It offers a youth sports development class, a sports enhancement program, personal training, and online training. They create custom programs that will give you the best results you're looking for. Contact Excel at 217 217- Two one four three four eight two, and also Tri City Sports is not just a soccer store. You can find the best selection of your Quincy High School and Quincy Notre Dame fanware to root on your favorite team in the store at five thirty five Main in the Main Center. Need screen printed apparel for your business, organization, fundraiser, or sports team? Call them for details at two one seven two two four two four eight nine, and they still also carry all of your soccer needs. So when I start to look into swimming, now I'm getting into competitive swimming. Um, if you're living in Northeast Missouri, there aren't many options. But if you had the ch- if, if if you're looking, you had a choice. What should a parent and a child be looking for in a swim program and a swim coach when they make that decision to, to participate? Well, I I think your first thing would be: Are we welcome to be here? Do they really want us in this? program mm-hmm. is this about the success of them the program or its team or is it about the success of my child uh, that's what i would look for as a parent and again i've already told you at our in our instance we don't eliminate anyone we don't have tryouts we don't say you have to swim a certain speed to be on this team we we think if it's good and I think it's why we have such big numbers. It's like you're going to get great exercise. We'll guarantee you that. You're going to be more fit than you would have been otherwise. You'll definitely be a better swimmer than you would have been. And then how much further success you have absolutely depends on you and how hard you work at it, how much effort you want to make. And and we have a, a, a I don't know how many you know, numbers wise, but we have kids that are in our program. We only swim in the summer. We're not a year round program. We have outdoor pools, uh, but people say, how can we get better? And we're like, well, you can go to Hannibal in the wintertime and swim. You can go to Sheridan and join their team. And they welcome, have always welcomed our kids with open arms. The Koka kids go to Keokuk and swim in the wintertime. So there are a number of people that, that do that. And, and they, they improve by doing that. They're better because of it. So we certainly don't discourage anyone from doing that. It's not like we say, well, you can't be on Kanoka if you're going to swim at Sheridan or sure. Hannibal or right. Quincy Y or wherever else you might swim, Keokuk. Uh, we welcome that. We, we want our kids to do better. We want them to have as much success as possible. So when it comes to a time commitment, 
Um, I've known a couple of swimmers, and I remember hearing the stories about basically before they would go to school, it would be an hour to an hour and a half of, of laps before school, and then they'd come and practice again after school. But these were students and athletes who were at, at the high school level who were training to be potential college swimmers. As when you're dealing with your kids at your swim club, you're granted, you've got kids from four to what? 18. 18 right? What kind of time commitment are you asking of them during the summer to participate on this team? Well, nothing like that. And, and again, we've had kids that came over here and swam, have gone on to be college right. swimmers. Corey Moon, my assistant now, swam at Sheridan and then swam at, at Truman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Truman has a great swim program. Uh, I've had two D1 swimmers, though, that only swam at Canton in the summertime, which is pretty incredible. It tells right. you something about their uh, fortitude and, and their confidence and their own ability. They would even attempt to do that. But for us, we practice, uh, we've always practiced over the noon hour, and that used to be the sole practice that we had. I've stood on a pool deck over the noon hour for the last 50 plus years. <laughs> Uh, but not no, today because we're recording around noon today and he's giving these guys the day be, off because of COVID last year, we said, Oh, well, we can't have all those kids around each other. Uh, we actually, we go three days a week. Uh, we practice over the noon hour for the 10 and unders, uh, the more competitive ones, then they go come in the evening and we practice, we do that three days a week. And then we have evening practice at seven and seven forty-five. So, uh, maximum an hour a day. And then we will have, six or seven dual meets, and then the all-day championship meet at Sheridan uh, in the first weekend in August. So that's basically what we do. What are the benefits of swimming? Okay, besides the fact that I think swimmers, of all the athletes in around the, this part of our neck of the woods, swimmers are probably in the best shape. They are just – they're so physically fit because of the, the effort that it was required. Besides physical fitness, what benefits do I get by having my kid be on a swim team? Well, first of all, I think I think swimming is the best exercise there is. And, and you're talking to a person that's a marathoner, an Ironman finisher. Uh, my knees let me know every morning when I get up that I've done all those things <laughs> with them. Swimming's not weight-bearing. So it, it uh, no matter how far you swim, it's good for you as opposed to me running a 26-mile marathon has some benefits, mm-hmm. but it has tears your body down as well. Uh, I think the other thing about swimming, though, is just just uh, the mental toughness that it gives you. It's every workout is difficult. Uh, you either give it your all or you don't. Uh, if you don't give it your all, you don't get much out of it. And in swimming, typically the people that work the hardest they're going to have the most success. And even if you outwork somebody, your uh, by and large, going to have more success than they will. Well, that comes you, back to the kids who I was telling you about who were up at the, at, at the crack of dawn getting their laps in before school, before they came back later that day to get more work in. Well, the other good thing about that is that that person who, as a young person, did that, when it comes time to go out into the workforce or to compete for a job or whatever, uh, and especially in this day and age, the ability to show up for work every day, put in a hard day's work, and uh, give your employer value for their money, that is huge. And that's exactly what you do on swim team. There, you, you know, if you just come and goof off, you don't get much out of it. But most kids, we can convince them to work 
hard or harder than they would have uh, on their own, certainly. And I, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. It's just establish a goal. Hey, learn that if, you know, we, we do things by the clock. If I work hard and I do what the coach has asked me to do, my times are going to get faster. And, and boy, that carries through to college. Uh, most of the kids that we have that are successful in swimming are successful in the classroom. They're successful in whatever they do because they they have uh, learned to establish a goal and then work hard to get to it. And if I do that, I'll be successful. That's a great life lesson. Are there any things about swimming that people don't understand? There's a misconception about the swimming being being part of a swim team that you w- w- would like to be able to say, okay, everybody, this is not true about competitive swimming. Well, unfortunately, I think there are some programs for some of the negative things that they hear about are exactly true. It's more about the program being successful, the coach being successful. Uh, obviously, I, I I haven't made a I've made a career out of swim team, but financially it's never been anything i've never moved on to hey i was successful here so i moved on to a bigger program a college program or whatever way too well over there i'm sure for 57 years you've just got to be rolling i've got a really good retirement program (laughs) (laughs) but i mean i think that that uh so and I, I think everybody can be successful. Some kids have more ability at swimming than others. They move through the water more easily. Uh, that's true everywhere. But unlike, you know, I, I don't have a 40-inch vertical. I can't teach a kid to have a 40-inch vertical. If you want to be Michael Jordan and you don't have Michael Jordan's ability, you're not going to get to that level. I can guarantee anybody, though, that they can become a good swimmer. And I can guarantee them if they work hard, they will get better and their times will get better. Uh, you know, you, you may not have enough ability to be a really good basketball player. Uh, and, again, you can work at it and you'll get better. But I think in swimming you'll just enjoy more success based on the effort that you put into it than you do a lot of other sports. I mean, you you – God gives you a right arm that can throw a baseball 95 miles an hour. Uh, you can improve a little bit on that, but a lot of that is just what you what you start out it, with. Yep. You can throw hard, and, and that doesn't make you a pitcher. It makes you a hard thrower. But uh, you can't – he couldn't make me – give me a 95-mile-an-hour fastball no matter how long I worked at it. And I can't make everybody – nobody can make everybody into Olympic swimmers, but we can guarantee you're going to get – you're going to get better if now you work had hard. One, you said you've had one student who has coached in the Olympics. Tell me about that person. Randy Horner uh, grew up in Canton. His brother Dick Horner is still over there. Uh, his older brother was one of my best early swimmers. He could beat Quincy swimmers when no one else on our team could, much to their chagrin. Uh, Randy went to Southwest Missouri, and uh, which is now Missouri State. He went on a band scholarship. After two years of, of music, he decided to try a swim team. He went and walked on, made the team, became a D1 swimmer, uh, became assistant coach there, and from there went on to University of New Orleans, and he's now at uh, Florida International in Miami. There are uh, no swimmers down in Florida, I'm There sure. are no swimmers down in Florida. Uh, he, gets, he recruits swimmers from all over the world. He can't necessarily compete compete against Texas and Tennessee and Georgia and Florida and Florida State, but he can find swimmers. He got one from Iceland, I remember, that was on the Olympic team when I was down there uh, visiting him one time. But uh, the last Olympics, he had a girl uh, on his team 
from Brazil, and he ended up going there and coaching her in the Olympics. And he actually has a couple of Olympic swimmers this year in Tokyo, but he's letting his assistant go and coach them because he's had that experience. He said, now, next time around, it'll be my turn again. <laughs> Randy was just back a, a you know, short time ago, sure. and I always visit. Mm-hmm. And he, he's a real coach. I mean, when he's there, I have him come and look at my kids, which he's always happy to do. And, I mean, he can do the finer points and that kind of stuff that's really way over my head. They they compete at such a half. Uh, you know, their, their warm-ups far exceed our – workouts every day I mean they just do stuff at, at such a high level but he's had huge success he's been conference coach of the year several times they win conference championships uh, he came back to Mizzou a few years ago and swam down at, at their pool brought his team and he let me come down and be the assistant on the deck for his team just so I could get down on mm-hmm. the deck and I said why do I have to be the assistant I coached you when you were four years old I think <laughs> I should be the coach and he just laughed and he, you know nobody drowned but do you still get in the pool I do day? yeah because I I I am a triathlete of sorts I did a, a finished an Ironman triathlon How long a few years it? ago no kidding yeah uh and uh, that's 2.4 miles in the ocean swimming, so you better be able to swim a little bit. Uh, and so, yeah, but I'm, I've never been a fast swimmer. So if I had been, I didn't swim competitively, we didn't have a team, I would have been a person that was doing it to benefit other sports. My, my sport turned out to be soccer. I went to the University of Notre Dame, walked on and played soccer there, which is another story because the first soccer game I ever, official soccer game I ever saw, I was playing in. But uh, anyway, I, I'm a strong swimmer. I, you know, I, I swam the river last fall from Canton LaGrange to, I did my own triathlon because everything was called off for mm-hmm. COVID and then biked to Columbia the next day and then ran to Quincy and back from Canton the third day to just to prove I still could, I guess, but uh, not fast, but I, I pretty Slow and steady swimmer. wins the race type right, stuff. Right. So I, I like things that are a challenge. Well, last question. Why do you still do this swim? I mean, you've been coaching for 57 years. There is a part when someone goes, you know what? I've had enough. I've, I'm going to let somebody take over listening to you here. Now I can still sense the passion in your voice for this. Have you ever thought about giving it up, or is that one of those things? I still love it too much. Well, you, I mean, yes, I guess I've, I've, at some point in passing, said, "Hey, why are you still doing this?" But you know, my own kids. For I, I did it for twenty years, or however long before I had kids, and I stuck with the program because my kids are swimming. I still love all the kids that that I coach. I still see kids having success. Uh, you know, the the we've won all kinds of championships and stuff, but seeing a kid the first time they swim a whole length, the first time uh, they put their face in the water, the person that says, I can't dive, and then they do dive, I still get a thrill out of that. So uh, I don't I don't get paid to do it. I never have. Uh, so, it, you know, the money part doesn't have anything to do. One of these days I think it'll just be, okay, it's time. You outlive your usefulness here or, or whatever. Uh, so far that day – hasn't come. I, I still enjoy doing it. Uh, I still enjoy being around young people, and I've always loved 
coaching and and you know if, even if it weren't for the success stories uh i think i'd still be doing it but just the names that we've thrown out here today some of the people i haven't even thought about for that many years uh i, I just think it's a great opportunity i've been fortunate to uh, be able to associate with these young people and as long as i keep enjoying it if they don't fire me i'll, I'll probably keep doing it for a while god bless you for doing it for all these years thank you for coming over here and joining me for today's podcast it's, i appreciate it Th- thanks for having me i know i'm kind of windy but i get started about something you've been passionate about you've been in the courtroom for a few I, years you know how to how to how to, how to tell a tale right i have i've told a few <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for to you the listeners for listening to today's podcast you can catch other podcasts about youth sports by clicking on the podcast link on our website at muddyrivernews.com